0: The meeting will come to order and the clerk will call the roll.
1: Gruber. Here. Hall. Here. Harrington-McKinney. Kemble. King.
2: Here. Palm. Here. Fair. Here. Rummel. Didmore.
3: Ververe Wood. Here. Zellers. Here. Aaron's.
2: Here. Balday? Here. Peter Here. Carter.
4: Here.
3: Chiefs? Here. Clear? Clear. Demar, We have four.
0: Quorum present. The council's in session. Uh, item number one, Alderwoman Demar.
2: Thank you, sir. Um, I'd like to move the suspension of the rules 2.04, Order of Business, 2.05, Introduction of Business, 2.24, Ordinances, 2.25, Resolutions for Items So Designated on the Agenda.
0: Motion and a second on the question of suspension. All those in favor, aye. aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Alderwoman DeMar.
2: this time, I'd like to move the presentation of the consent agenda. Um, will be moved with recommended action listed for each item except items which have registrants wishing to speak, items which require an extraordinary roll call vote and are not included on the consent agenda by unanimous consent, and items which elder persons have separated out for discussion or debate purposes. Items 2 through 7 and 9 through 13 are public hearing items. Item 8 is not a public hearing item. Um, Item 12, there's a substitute at your desk. And item 40 is actually a public hearing item and needs to be noted. It was mixed up with 8 for some reason. So do we have that? Items 2 through 7, 9 through 13, and 40. The following items are extra-majority items. Item 32, legislative file number four two zero eight two amending the two thousand sixteen capital budget for the sewer utility to provide additional funds for allow construction of the lower badger mill creek sanitary sewer and scepter and phase three project. Um, Item 36, legislative file number 42122, amending the 2016 capital budgets for the sewer utility, stormwater utility, and engineering other landfill to provide additional $351,300 of budgetary authority um, for the engineering service building addition. And item 63, legislative file number 41957, is a substitute amending um, enactment number RES 0800057 and authorizing the mayor and the city clerk to execute a purchase and sale agreement and partial release of mortgage for the CDA-owned um, lots in LI Drive. And amending the 2016 adopted capital budget to approximate uh, 357,000. Agenda items. Part of the consent agenda will with additional recommendations are as noted. Item 64, legislative file number three. Seven, eight, six, one. Um, the additional note is the um, city attorney recommends this item to be placed on file due to pre- preemption of the local authority adopted in 2015, Wisconsin Act 156. Items 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 94, and 96 are all new business referral and Alder Revere, his Um, requested additional referral of BOE, Lead Referral Agency. Items requested by Alders to be placed on the exclusion list is item 8. Referred to above, there's a substitute at your desk. And again, this is not a public hearing item. Item 24, um, um, Alder Rummel has requested re-refer this item to the council meeting of April 19th. 2016, item 25. The additional um, request is Alder Revere request actions be placed on file. Thank you. Item 29. The additional request comes from Alder Aarons and propose amend resolution. Uh, there's new business to be added from the floor. So, oh, and item 16 to be pulled. Um, Alder King as
0: requesting that that's pulled. All right. Let me make sure I've got the motion straight. 2 through 7, 9 through 13, and 40 are public hearing items. 8 will be on the exclusion list to correct the uh, problems with that item. 16 and 24 are pulled for separation out of this a motion. I couldn't tell. Is 25 and 29 also pulled? So they that, are.
2: They're on the okay, exclusion I heard, list.
0: Couldn't tell if there were being modifications or excluded. So the public hearings 2 through 7, 9 through 13, 40, 8, 16, 24, 25, 29. Any other items?
2: Um, no. Okay.
0: On the motion then. Uh, for those who are. Following the agenda, when we adopt this motion, everything will be enacted on this agenda. The action recommended, with the exceptions of two through seven, excuse me, what about one?
2: Well, one. Also one? One,
0: two through seven, nine through 13, 40, eight, 16, 24, 25, and 29 are the items we will then turn to. On the conclusion of this motion. Further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor aye. Aye. Opposed no. Motion carries. Um, item number one, all Alderman DeMar.
2: To move item one,
0: please. Is there a second. Motion in a second. Um, we have a registration supporting not wishing to speak. Available to answer questions from Sarah Minkoff, DNR, um, was someone going to uh, handle the... Mr. Mayor,
5: um, if I may give a presentation this
0: evening? You, I don't know if we have a registration from you. Can, so can you give us your name? Certainly. And then at the end of the... When you concluded, fill out a form, thank you. Very good. Apologize for that.
5: Uh, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jordan Skiff. I'm the Public Works Director for the City of Fond du Lac, but really the reason that I'm here tonight is that I'm also the Vice Chair of an organization called the Urban Forestry Council of Wisconsin. Essentially, we are an ad hoc group of individuals from throughout the state that comes together quarterly to advise the DNR on issues related to urban forestry throughout the state. Um, And that's really the hat that I'm wearing tonight as I come and speak to you. The reason that i 'm here is that the City of Madison, specifically the Common Council of Madison, as well as the uh, the The group that was put together, the Alternative Revenue Work Group, um, did some things a couple of years ago that we really applaud as an urban forestry council and we wanted to make sure that that was recognized. Um, This award has been presented to the Common Council of of Madison in the past and and basically this is what I wanted to come and speak about tonight. Essentially when um, that work group and then the Common Council adopted a special charge for urban forestry, we really saw that as a very positive thing for the citizens of Madison and we wanted to just applaud you as a group, and again, especially that work group that comprised of Alder Clear, Alder King, Alder Palm, and then Heather Allen as a, as a um, staff liaison. So we really appreciate what you did, and I wanted to just explain a few things about um, why we saw such value in that. Before I go on, I wanted to acknowledge Sarah Minkoff, who is a DNR representative that is a liaison for our group, helps us out each quarter. And then Marla Eddy, your city arborist, city forester, who is a past chair of our organization. So she's also shown a lot of leadership within our council. The main thing that I wanted to communicate to you guys tonight is just an appreciation for the work that you did in adopting this special charge. Um, I see Madison as similar to many other communities in Wisconsin in many ways, but also very dissimilar in in some ways. The ways that I see you as similar is that we are all facing the threat of the emerald ash borer. We are all facing a lot of urban forestry issues that that we encounter day to day, and we often have a hard time finding the resources to deal with those issues. Um, You're like a of other communities in that way you're also like a lot of other communities in that you have an emerald ash borer plan and you have a desire to see our urban forestry our urban forest managed well by things like removing some of those ash trees treating some of those ash trees and also paying to have new trees planted in their place so you are similar to other communities in that way But in in my mind, what has set Madison apart in so many ways is that you have enacted this special charge specifically related to urban forestry that puts you in a position to implement, actually implement some of these goals that you and so many other communities um, have set into place. And so other communities have these goals, but they don't have the resources to make them happen. I think that Madison has really put itself in a great position to make some of these goals happen because of this special charge. So I applaud you for having the vision to see that trees in an urban setting are very important for having the, the creativity to put a, a plan and a, and a charge like this into place and then the political will to make it happen. Um, so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come here tonight and to talk to you um, to again make sure that you all are aware of this award that has been granted by the Urban Forestry Council and to thank you for this innovative um, approach to managing urban forestry because I think it will really benefit the citizens of Madison and my might serve as a model for other communities as well. So, uh, with that, I'll let you get on to a very long agenda. Um, you have my sympathies for how long the agenda is, and um, so thank you, Mr. Mayor, for allowing me to speak. And I'll get the form
0: filled out properly. So. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. We wouldn't want to miss having a record That's right. of your presence. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Did we get a motion on one to accept the, the presentation? I
1: moved,
0: yes. And we get a second? All those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. Okay. Uh, it's not yet a quarter two, so we can't start the public hearings. But since item eight is not a public hearing, could we take that up at this time? Alderwoman DeMarb?
6: I
2: move item eight.
0: Is there a second? Now, is there going to be a substitute, or would your motion to move the substitute?
2: Motion to move the
0: substitute. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. It takes care of eight. Um, Alderman Skidmore?
6: Would you please record me as abstaining on this item?
0: Yes, you'll be recorded as abstaining on eight. Thank you. Alderman King? I'd move item 16 up and uh, take that next to presentation. Is there objection to taking 16 out of order? Seeing no objection, uh, we will take 16 out of order. Alderman DeMar?
2: Move item 16.
0: Is also there a point. second? Motion to second on 16. I believe there's going to be a presentation on this item. Is that correct?
3: Yes. Did fill out a form. Uh, Got a form. I got a form.
0: Deb Archer (laughs) uh, supporting available to answer questions on 16 please.
3: Good evening everyone. Um, thanks for having um, the Convention and Visitors Bureau here tonight to do our quarterly report. Um, what I'm going to share with you is reflected in a report that we also give to the Monona Terrace Board which is uh, the official body that we report to on a regular basis um, that we reported recently. So I'm going to talk um, a few minutes about a recap of what our work what looked like in 2015 and what our results have been and it includes um, the numbers we're talking about also include the work the Sports Commission does um, that you're familiar with. So um, these numbers do include that. So in 2015, we uh, confirmed 146 future events that are estimated to bring a little over $60 million of direct spending, which happened during those events, into the community uh, in the future. Um, Of that, there about $750,000 in contract revenue for Monona Terrace. That is only space rental for the building. It does not include food and beverage and other ancillary revenues that those contracts generate for Monona Terrace. Uh, Greg's not here tonight. Greg tells us normally those contracts about double in size, so it's probably worth a little about $1.5 million to Monona Terrace. Um, We also had a great year in terms of earned media for public relations, uh, $2.5 million in estimated revenue, which we use a third party to estimate that. And um, I'll share a few highlights of what some of those were in just a minute. And another important part of our body of work is how do we keep this place competitive, this destination competitive in the marketplace. And we've spent a lot of time, as everyone knows, um, we're very keenly interested in what moves forward about Judge Doyle Square and the hotel element of that. Um, We also have been a leader in keeping the future of the Alliant Energy Center and the environs around Alliant Energy Center um, really in the public eye because we think it's such an important conversation, both in terms of an event venue, but also economic development for our entire community. So we've been working on that, not just last year, but for several years. Um, Also want to mention our destination visioning study. Several of you participated in a research survey that we sent out. Thank you for doing that. Um, Our consultants are actually in town this week um, giving us some initial results from that. It's a lot of perception information about what this place is and what people think about it in terms of being a visitor destination Um, and we are um, very excited about what we're learning. This is a a quick schedule of where um, the different steps involved in the destination visioning the research and then the process. We hope to have everything. The results out in July, Um, what's really important to us is to get that information so when we start building business plans and budgets for 2017 and beyond, we have that information in hand. Um, Our past destination visioning study really set the milestones for us in terms of our work the last several years, and we certainly look for this research to do the same thing. In terms of the industry, uh, we look at the hotel industry a lot to really uh, measure what's happening with visitors. The left-hand graph talks about hotel occupancy. Occupancy is relatively the same as it's been the last couple of years. What you have to take into consideration, though, people say, shouldn't occupancy be growing? Well, we have to think that we have have new rooms from the Edgewater that entered the market. We also had uh, two hotels whose rooms were taken out of the market in 2015 for part of the year, the Inn and the Park. and the Graduate Madison were both under construction and so those rooms were moved out of the marketplace and so when you think that occupancy remains flat it's very clear that volume is growing because we absorbed those changes. Um, the Madison um, average daily rate for hotels is the graph on the right that's growing steadily which also reflects um, that demand is growing in the marketplace. Um, And I believe you all have this presentation available to you, um, so you can look at it another time also. But in this next graph, this talks about the number of confirmed events that we brought to the marketplace. We have slightly fewer events that we confirmed in 2015, but what you'll see in the subsequent slides, it will show that the groups we confirmed in 2015 were actually larger than the groups we've confirmed in the previous years based on the direct spending, and I don't have room nights here too, but the room nights have increased. Here's the Monona Terrace contract revenue. In comparison with past years, we had a great year booking business for Monona Terrace, um, and as always, they were wonderful to work with. So this is the direct spending for those uh, 146 events that we booked. So the direct spending is much higher than it was the previous year, so it really shows those 146 events are larger, and we're bringing more people here than the events we booked um, in the prior year. This slide shows a quick snapshot of some of the um, coverage we got for the destination in 2015. We had a great time. The Hemispheres magazine insert we worked on in 15 It actually appeared in, uh, in United Airlines magazine in January, but uh, we worked on it in 2015. But we had some great, great coverage. In terms of our regular uh, marketing programs to help uh, promote this place, we relaunched our website, visitmadison.com. We created a responsive design site so everybody on smartphones and other digital um, equipment can really access all of the information on in our site. If you've never spent time on our site, I would really encourage you to do it. It's a great resource, not just for visitors. It's a great resource for people who live here. Um, and we're really excited about the design. And we have more sort of dramatic photography. It's more Compelling. Um, We're quite excited about it. So, really do encourage you to spend some time on it. One of the promotions we did for what we call leisure visitors, where people have come here independently for a getaway, is our uh, third year of our Hotel Week campaign. We really want to make sure we spend time trying to get people to come here in the wintertime, so we focus on this. This is in February, and the Washington Post even picked this up as a special promotion around the country as a really unique promotion for a city to be uh, pursuing, and we were quite excited about that couple things we want to draw your attention to about 2016. Um, Ironman will be coming here for its 15th year, and World Dairy Expo will be having its 50th anniversary. That is a very important milestone for this community to honor and to recognize come October. We're, we're working with a bid, certainly our hospitality partners. We're going to in- include the city, the county, obviously the Alliant Energy Center. We want to make sure that the dairy industry, the international dairy industry, knows that this city and state embraces not just this event but to mark this 50th year. It's a remarkable event that comes here every year, very important, and uh, we want to make sure this community really celebrates it. Here's a quick little view of some of the events that are coming in the next few months before we come back here again. A couple of things we're excited to welcome back. WizardCon will be back here in April. Last year was February. They moved the date, so it will be here in a few weeks. Um, and also we had a press conference with the mayor earlier, um, I should say last fall, to welcome the Farm to Cafeteria Conference, which will be coming in June to Monona Terrace. And that's a very important event in terms of talking about getting fresh food into our public schools. That's really uh, the presentation. There's a lot of appendix information that we provided for you, a list of all the confirmed events that we booked in 2015, events uh, that occurred at Monona Terrace, and also some analytics on some of our um, digital um, website and other things. I'd be happy to answer questions, but mostly I want to thank you again for allowing us to, uh, to represent this great city and to represent all that you work hard to do to make this a great place. And, um, Open up for questions if you have any.
2: Any questions for Ms. Archer? Seeing none. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you, Will. Wait, wait, that one. I'll declare.
7: Sorry,
8: not a question, but just a comment to all of us that I just sent out. The link to the survey that Deb was referring to a few moments ago, and so if you haven't had a chance to complete that, the link is in your inbox.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Very, thanks, i clear. Thank you. And I'm going to turn this off so you don't have to look at this anymore. <laughs> Thanks again.
0: Thank you. Further discussion on the motion to receive the report on 16? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. It's now past 645. We'll go to the public hearings, and we'll start with item 2, declaring a hearing open. on um, A change in zoning for property at 1801 East Washington Avenue. The recommendation of the council is to adopt with conditions. We have a registration from Ann Walker, opposing, wishing to speak.
1: Good evening. I'm wearing a couple hats tonight. I'm also speaking as uh, the representative for the Marquette Neighborhood Association which has voted to not uh, support uh, the development proposal. Um, the cur- current proposal um, for 235 units has made no attempt to incorporate affordable housing. The current proposal has inadequate setback from the public Yahara River Parkway lot line. And the current proposal doesn't comply with the spirit of the Yahara Parkway master plan envisioning process um, and does not make adequate aesthetic or physical contributions to the public green space. Um, And so you've received a letter from the Market Neighborhood Association um, from our board president that also um, lets you know that we did not in fact support the the development proposal. I'm gonna switch hats now um, and say I'm gonna speak as a neighbor um, and someone who's lived in the neighborhood for a long time, um, loved the neighborhood. But it's also a green space deficient, park space deficient neighborhood. um, And these these little gems are an incredibly important place for those of us in the neighborhood. Um, and one of the things I said at the planning council is uh, planning councils, this is a place that I would say on a regular basis kind of saves my butt. Um, there are days when um, everybody has these days where life feels like it has you by the nape of the neck. And this is the place where I go to relax, to kind of regroup, um, to remember to breathe, um, and to remember that... Um, like for so many of us, there's great studies that say the green space helps get us back into our bodies and reminds us to calm down. So this is an important, amazing location, and we've been talking about that um, with the development team. There's an amazing view shed. There's the proximity to the river, the bike path, the business district, the transit. And what I see personally is that this, these are opportunities that the, the developer has very much um, made um, uh, let's see, how would I say um, they've made great use of these assets but I would say that they have not um, helped the average Madisonian better experience this location um, there's great interior courtyards Um, There's the fear um, or the reservation that the Sky Lounge um, might serve as more of a a party place. Sound carries on the water and I would say that I can hear every single party in my neighborhood from my home, um, often inside my home. And so how this development proceeds um, is very important. Um, How activated the space feels or how calm the space works for those of us in the neighborhood. What I would also say is that this is a long-term plan. Um, I looked at the plaque for the Steensland Bridge, and it goes back to talking about the Yahara River Master Plan, which was prepared in the late 1800s and later updated by John Nolan in 1911. Sometimes I forget to think about these people as actual people. What it means is that we have a long-term plan for green space-deficient neighborhoods um, that I think this Development. Um, I think we're getting distracted with the development, and we're missing out on looking at the big picture here. Um, what I would additionally say is that um, talking to, um, in a conversation with Eric Nepp, the Madison Park superintendent. The City of Madison Parks Department would like to have land um, in this location, but the land that was um, offered um, in the range of a two to six foot width um, and a portion of the mid-block plaza, um, according to Eric Knapp, they were inadequate to create appropriate definition of the public versus the private space. And then moreover, if they were accepted, they could potentially create long-term maintenance liabilities for the City of Madison. Um, and So that, I think, is an issue that needs to be thought about. What I would also say is I've lived in the neighborhood for a really long time, and it floods. Rivers do. Um, Mike Campbell and I are both from Wauwatosa. We grew up about three blocks from each other, didn't know each other. Um, My parents then moved to Elm Grove. Um, They lived in their uh, house for less than a year when they experienced the 500-year flood, and unfortunately, many of the things, the childhood memories are in the basement, went The next year it was the 100 year flood and again their basement flooded. Um, And so what happened is the city of Elm Grove um, took out a bunch of woods that were in behind them and created basically a stormwater pond. I wonder where that's going to fit in our neighborhood. And I wonder specifically, as I've said to the development team again and again, our neighborhood's flooding now right across the street from this proposed development. Um, And right one block down from this development, I watch my neighbors flood out on a regular basis. What are we going to do about that? I wonder. I'm there. What I would also say is that, um, quickly, um, that there's the issue of birds in this location um, the issue of the uh, windows and how bright they are, whether birds will be able to navigate that. Um, I am a professional landscaper downtown. I do a lot of rooftop gardens, and I, see, I get to pick up a lot of dead birds, to be really honest, that are migrating through town. So I really do hope that we take, um, take some thought um, and work on um, that as, a, as an issue. Sorry, I'm a little spacey tonight. Um, so thank you.
0: Thank you. Are there any questions of the registrant? Seeing none, thank you very much. We have additional registrations from Jennifer Devine, uh, supporting available to answer questions, Michael Campbell, supporting available to ask, ask and answer questions, and Jeff uh, Brukaterin, available to answer questions. Jeff, did I get your name right this time? Finally? Okay. Further... Uh, questions of any of the registrants? Alderman DeMar? I,
2: I do not have questions of the registrants.
0: Alderman Thur, do you have a question? Of whom, please?
8: I have a question for someone from the development team. You can decide who should answer it, but um, I'm wondering if you could address this issue of the uh, land dedication along the Ahara River, and uh, I obviously was not party to any of the discussions or the d- discussion at Plan Commission, so if one of you could come up and Talk about that issue and, and uh, what was what was negotiated or not negotiated in terms of uh, land dedication to the Parks Division.
9: Sure, uh, thank you for the question and uh, Jeff for Um So we've had a lot of discussions with Parks and uh, Planning Engineering uh, basically since the end of last summer of how to handle the interaction of this project with the Yahara River Parkway because it's such a an important point uh, of interaction for this project. Um, the, the last discussion that we had with parks which was uh, a few weeks ago um, where we left it was there wasn't an interest in parks and acquiring um, in fee additional parks land there. Uh, what we, The agreement that we have come to with parks is um, dedicating a path that or I shouldn't say dedicating but uh, providing parks with an easement for a path that will come down from East Wash and connect with the Yahart River Parkway. Um, so that seems to be the, the um, solution that the parties have reached because it, it, it does address the issue that uh, Ms. Walker mentioned where uh, parks won't be in a situation of having to maintain additional parkland, but it will provide the public with a, uh, an easement from. Uh, East Wash down to, uh, to the parkway.
8: Thank you. I'd like to ask the same question, Mr. Knapp, but if others have questions for the registrants, I'll
0: yield. Um, any other questions? Uh, Alderman Rommel?
10: Thank you. Uh, Jeff, could you come back, please? Or anybody else who wants to answer? Um, so, of course, as you know, the Neighborhood Association has been asking about affordable housing since the very beginning, and your team has had a pretty consistent message. But can you talk about what you all said at the plan commission and how you, given what you said, and I'll let you say what you said, how do you see that going forward?
9: Can you define your at, at some point, you'd always board. said, well, we're not, we're, we're a
10: traditional um, market rate developer. We, we're not ex experienced or skillful at doing WIDA tax credit housing. But at the plan Commission, your your colleague Angie Black said that he would certainly investigate some of the programs that WIDA had that weren't Section 42 and I just wanted you to go into that into more depth if you could.
9: Sure. Uh, thanks for the question. Um, so a couple of issues there. Uh, one, we, we have looked into um, uh, WIDA tax credits or other sources of have uh, funding or other funding to provide affordable housing. Um, uh, this site is not in a qualified census tract for uh, the Section 42 housing credits, um, so we identified that relatively early on, uh, which creates some issues there. Um, I think the other issue more broadly is that there are certain developers who specialize in developing affordable housing and and, uh, seeking section 42 uh, low-income housing tax credits. Uh, So we have a number of projects that uh, this body has recently approved uh, support for uh, providing uh, grant funding which helps le- leverage the uh, WIDA tax credits um, so there are, are a few of those developers there are a few of those projects um, but they're very competitive and so we felt that given that we're not in a qualified census tract for this project and that there is other competition including within the the uh, Capital East Gateway corridor for other section 42 projects that the way that we could be most effective in terms of the the larger housing market of providing kind of a, a affordable housing on a more macro basis was by adding additional units to the market which we view as as really helping to address the the low vacancy rate which in turn helps address the affordability issue.
10: But that's not what Ms. Black, I mean Ms. Black said that but she added some statements and I just want to have you verify that she said that your team would um, follow up with WIDA to look at some of their other loan programs that weren't Section 42 and do some due diligence and report back.
9: Um, I think what my my colleague had mentioned at the Plan Commission is that we had looked into it uh, last summer and we decided that it was not a feasible option to pursue.
10: Well, I would disagree. That's not what Angie said at the last Plan Commission meeting, so... I don't remember if you were there or not, but I think she, she promised to do some more research.
9: Um, well, we, we've had that discussion a number of times and um, have concluded that it's not a fruitful route to go down to seek uh, WIDA or, or other types of um, subsidies.
0: I see. Thank you. Any questions, more questions okay. of the registrants? If not, then... The first person who had a question was or the floor after regular discussion was Alderman DeMire, then Alderman clear.
2: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I was just hoping that um, perhaps planning, I, I think Ms. Stouter is here, could just
4: briefly take us through what is before us. Sure. So before you this evening uh, is basically the rezoning of the Marling Lumber site. It's about a 3.9 acre site. uh, Rezoning from industrial limited IL to traditional employment or TE for the construction of a a mixed use building with 228 residential units and 20,000 square feet of commercial space facing East Washington Avenue. So that's basically what's before you this evening um, along with um, a related plan amendment, which was approved as part of the consent agenda, was item 68 on the agenda this evening. That would amend the neighborhood plan, the Capital Capital Gateway Corridor Neighborhood Plan, from an employment use facing East Washington Avenue to a community mixed-use future land use recommendation. That staff felt was much more consistent with the proposal before you this evening. Um, the Plan Commission did recommend approval for both the rezoning and the plan amendment um they also continued to deliberate and ended up approving the conditional use and demolition requests at their last meeting of course those aren't before the council this evening but the the base rezoning requests and related plan amendment are Thank you
0: Goldman clear
8: thank you so Eric you can obviously anticipate my question um, and perhaps Heather and or um, uh, Natalie may want to weigh in on this, but uh, about the um, question of dedication of land along the Ohara River Parkway and whether you um, consider the easement that the uh, development team referred to sufficient to meet the, um, the interests of parks in the area?
11: Sure. Thank you, All Alder Clear. Um, the five-foot easement uh, sidewalk easement that extends from the bike path um, from East Wash then to East Main, uh, we felt was a very workable solution given the the placement of the building on the site, uh, the plan development, uh, and the best interest of the the city in total. Because what will happen, uh, the sidewalk and, and pathway is really necessary, and mm-hmm. uh, from the development's perspective, to get from the courtyard to East Main, uh, that's going to uh, be a natural pedestrian access point. If the the city were to have taken that as parkland. We would own it in fee. We would also then be um, building the path and maintaining the path into the future. And if uh, with the uh, the developer taking on the easement, uh, the public access easement, we basically have the same product uh, at no additional cost. Uh, and in fact, uh, do receive the the fee in lieu of dedication uh, instead of that as well. This is a unique situation. We, we normally would love to have the opportunity to acquire downtown parkland and uh, as a dedication. Uh, this and the other concern is some of the land on the northern portion towards East Washington that was offered up is between the uh, you might it's we refer to it as the hairpin corner uh, of the bike path from East wash down to the the Bird Jones pathway. It's between that, which is terraced and and, and has a um, railing system on it, between that and the the future building, was was also offered as dedication. Uh, pretty clearly, not of any value to the. It's not publicly accessible, and it would be viewed privately as well. So, it's really a unique situation for us to say we weren't interested in the land uh, downtown, but in this specific situation, with a specific placement of the buildings on the location, on, on the property. Uh, I think from a staff perspective, and I want to thank planning staff who worked with us on this a lot, and engineering as well, we're basically getting the public access easement in perpetuity built and paid for by the, the private developer and maintained into the future um, instead of the same product uh, with public taxpayer funding.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Further discussion on the question, which is no, no, we're not in debate, we're in hearing. Any other matters on the hearing? If not, we'll declare the hearing closed. And uh, at this time, I'd like to have a motion on item two.
2: The motion on item two, recommend the council to adopt with conditions.
0: There is second. There is discussion, all do roll.
2: Thank you, Mayor. <clears throat>
10: So everybody received in the mail, in the email, uh, a letter today from MA and probably one also from the Shake atwood Cirque sort of Weather Neighborhood Association opposing this this development pr- proposal. And just wanted to give you some background because n- not a lot of neighbors have other than Anne. So I I don't really, can't really explain that. Well, I probably can, but I probably will stay, let you determine what you think it means. Um, so we've met for a long time over starting a year ago with a developer who um, you know, had the option to purchase the Marlin site and very pretty much start out they didn't really want to build as tall as the urban design district standards would let them build. They wanted to build more of us four-story facade on East Washington and stuff down um, to the neighborhood and to the river. And and partly, I think it's just their kind of their business model, and also, you know, as you all know, t- construction costs change significantly when you get taller buildings. Um, and they have been very responsive on a number of levels and with a number of conversations. So, you know, right away, staff pushed back and said, "Hey, you, you could go taller. You could do, you know, have a more of a, a, a front and gently swash and also look at the commercial spaces." So they worked with the developer on that. They also worked with the neighbors who, you know, were concerned about the Yahara Parkway facade, and while not, you know, obviously everyone wasn't satisfied with the setback, they did uh, significantly alter um, some of the elements of the facade. They, they changed the courtyard opening. They changed the building um, materials to make it less um, intrusive. They had gone to Landworks commission because, as you all know, the Ohio Parkway is a historic landmark and a national landmark. And we have um, the authority to offer a recommendation to the plan commission about whether this development adjacent to a landmark is not so large or visually intrusive as to impair this building. And pretty much the landmarks commission agreed that the building was not so large, but in an early iteration thought it was borderline visually intrusive. So the development team really scaled back some of the more modern um, palette, I would say, I would call it, and and kind of came back with a more traditional and more um, simplistic style, which seemed to, you know, satisfi definitely satisfied landmarks, but not surprisingly, has not satisfied the urban design commission. But we'll let that play out. Um, and so, I really do appreciate that M&A and SAS-y has stepped up on affordable housing. I think you'll hear more of that from um, the Near East Side neighborhoods as development continues. Um, they've, MNA, Sassy, Teddy Lapham, and probably others I'm not re- remembering, have started to work together with some of our neighborhood experts on affordable housing and are coming up with sort of like our own sort of vision and, and approach that we will hope the council will take seriously. So given that, and given what I heard of the Planning Commission, I have to say I'm kind of disappointed at what Mr. Rekowderan said. So um, I guess I'm just being naive for believing um, Ms. Black, and they really had no plans to even investigate this further. But having said that, um, I generally do think this plan is, um, should be supported. Uh, I think, um, you know, one of the things I asked for right away is, how are you going to treat East Main Street? It's right across the street from single family. And they came back with, I kind of suggested, and they, they definitely took to heart a sort of a townhouse approach. And, again, as I said, they they looked at the Yahara River Parkway um, facade and made some changes and, and responded to staff as well and I think they were responsive to the neighborhood and, and how you know we can't always get what we want sometimes um, but there's still been some things that we'll have to go to um, urban design with so we're not the final stop here and so there's still some more work to do and I, I, um, I do agree with Mr. Nepp that this easement is a good solution. They're going to rework that corner where if you can visualize driving by it now there's a real quick grade change from where Marling is to where the sidewalk is, and they're going to level that out, and so going into that corner, which will be the commercial corner, will be at grade, and then it'll be a ramp, but it'll be much more um, inviting and have a better access down to the river. So with that, um, again, I thank everybody's participation, and I uh, urge you to support.
0: Further discussion? Seeing none on the question, all those in favor of adoption, aye. aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Declare a hearing open on item three uh, to amend a planned development district at 5401 Townshow Drive in the 17th district. The hearing is open. The recommendations councils to adopt with conditions. This is a recess public hearing. There's a registration from Joseph M. Lee. Uh, Representing the Fiduciary Real Estate Development of Milwaukee, supporting and available to answer questions. Are there any questions of the registrant? Seeing none, we'll declare the hearing closed and I'll take a motion on item three. All Thank you, sir. Mark?
2: I'd like to move item three. Is
0: there a second? Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Opposed, no, motion carries. Declare a hearing open on item five. Report of the Alcohol License Review Committee uh, Four? Is that what he said? He said five. Oh, well, four, five. Declare a hearing open on item four uh, uh, for a public hearing at 1272 South Park Street. The recommendation of the council is to grant. The hearing's open. We have a registration from Vincent uh, Chen uh, supporting, not wishing to speak. That case will declare the hearing closed. Motion on this item, Alderman DeMar?
2: To move item four.
0: Thank you. Motion to second. Discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Third hearing open on item five. The the other number four. A uh, license for gallery 1440. 1444 LLC doing business as the blind pig and it's located at 1444 East Washington. The recommendation of Councils to Grant. The hearing open. John Chandler is supporting and available to answer questions. Any questions of Mr. Chandler? Saying none. We'll acknowledge the recommendation of Councils to Grant and we'll declare the hearing closed. On this one let's go to item 6. Declary hearing open for 5551 50 East Park, doing business at the American Center BP. Recommendation of councils to grant with a hearing open. David Leader supporting. Any questions for the registrant? Bill will answer questions? Seeing none, hearings closed. Declare hearing open on 7 608 LLC a restaurant and bar at 1738 Fordham. The uh, hearing is open. The re- recommendation to to grant with conditions, Jonathan Enriquez supporting, available to answer questions. Any questions of the registrant? Saying none, clear the hearing closed at that point. At this point, I'll take a motion on the last three ALRC recommendations um, with their conditions on 5, 6, and 7. Alderwoman DeMarb.
2: Thank you, sir. I move the report of the ALRC on items 5, 6, and 7 to grant with conditions.
0: There's a second. Any separation or discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor, aye. aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Um, is this an appropriate time to take up item 40 for a public hearing? Um oh, 9. You want to do 9? Well, okay, we'll do 9.13 and then 40. Uh, declare public hearing open on item 9, approving the preliminary plat and the final plat of Cardinal Glen Replat number 1 in Silicon Prairie Parkway. The hearing is open. Recommendation councils adopt under suspension of the rules. If there are no registrations. The hearing is closed. Declare hearing open on item 10. Wait a second. The others don't take suspension. So let's take up 9 with the suspension first. Alderman DeMar?
2: Excuse me. Move the report of the plan commission item 9 to adopt under suspension?
0: To suspend then. Sus- right. Yes. Is there a second? second? Motion on suspension. Not debatable. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Three zero. It passes overwhelmingly. Uh, on the motion to adopt then, Alderwoman DeMar?
2: Move adoption of item
0: 9. There's a second. There is on adoption of item number 9. All those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. That was robust. Item 10, declare a hearing open on another uh, property at 9301 Silicon Prairie Parkway, etc. The hearing's open. The recommendation of the council should adapt with conditions. There are no registrations. Hearing is closed. Declare a hearing open on eleven. Uh, Madison ordinances amending to add more substance and clarity to the mixed use center district ordinance yes there are no registrations the hearing's open, the hearing is closed declare a hearing open on item 12 of the general ordinances to change zoning at 1910, tennis, 1910 Tennyson Lane the recommendation of the councils to adopt the conditions
2: we, we have a substitute on 12
0: Okay, I'll, I'll, but, but we have a hearing on 12. Uh, Gary Ullever, supporting available to, to answer questions. Any questions to Gary? The hearing is closed. I will take a motion on 10, 11, and the substitute on 12. Alderman, tomorrow.
2: I'd like to move report of the plan commission on items 10 and 11 and the substitute for 12.
0: Is there a second? There is Discussion? Alderman Skidmore? Uh, please record me
8: as abstaining on item 12.
0: Correct. With that noted, on the question, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Uh, 13. Declare a hearing open on reapproving the preliminary plat of the and final plat of first addition to 1000 Oaks, generally located at 702 South Point Road in the 9th District. Yes, the hearing's open. The recommendations of councils to adopt under suspension. There are no registrations. The hearing is closed. Alderman DeMarc, mark, we have a motion to suspend?
2: Move suspension.
0: Motion to suspend. There is a second. On suspension, not debatable. All those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Much harder your suspension than the last suspension. Uh, motion to adopt Alderman DeMarc.
2: I'd like to move item 13, please
0: thank you is there a second on adoption discussion debate seeing none all in favor aye. aye opposed no motion carries if I'm not mistaken that leaves 24 25 29 and 10. still we have a public hearing on 40 would you like to do the public hearing on 40 is there any objection taking up the public hearing on 40 at this time seeing none declare a hearing open on 40 approving plan specs and schedule assessments for Fordham Avenue resurfacing uh, the recommendation of is to adapt under suspension there are no registrations, the hearing is closed on suspension, Alderwoman DeMar
2: move suspension of the rules on item
0: 40 is there a second on suspension, not debatable all in favor, aye. aye opposed, no, motion carries now a motion to adopt would be in order on 40,
2: move item 40 to adopt, is
0: there a second, there is on adoption, discussion seeing none all in favor, aye. aye opposed, no, motion carries Twenty-four. Alderwoman Demar.
2: To move item twenty-four.
0: Is there a second? Okay. Motion and a second. We do have a registration uh, from next door brewery supporting and available to answer questions. Are there any questions for is it pronounced Eric? Peter. Are there any questions? All in clear, scratching his head, but not a question. Okay. Uh, Alderman
2: Um The request in action is to re-refer this to the April Council meeting.
0: Is that your desire? Yes, sir. Is that a motion? In a second? Debatable? No debate? On referral, all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. Item 25, Alderman my um.
2: The requested action and move to place this item on file.
0: Is there a motion? Um, second. second. Motion is second to place 25 on file. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Aye. Motion carries. Uh, item 29, Alderman DeMeyer.
2: Refer to um, Alder Aarons please.
0: Alderman Ahrens. Uh I have an amendment on that, sir. I need a motion to adopt, please. Motion to adopt amendment. Uh... Wait, wait. The main motion. I need motion main...
6: to adopt. Um... 29?
0: 29, yes. Is there a second? 29. There is. Your amendment, sir. Uh,
6: the amendment is on uh, hopefully on everyone's desk. Um, uh, this uh, program uh, came about, as many other... Uh, not so great things as a result of um, Act 10, believe it or not, of the uh, 2011 state budget in which, among other odd items, uh, it included a prohibition for municipalities to repair uh, the sewer lines, damaged sewer lines of uh, our residents. Uh, this happens periodically. Uh, it's reported that uh, in the prior year, I think in 2010, uh, the uh, city uh, public works department or engineering department did repairs of about um, uh, a dozen sewer lines. Um, many uh, cities in the uh, in Wisconsin and, uh, in fact, around the country, because let me add. Uh, to this, that the fact that this was included in Act 10 was not uh, incidental or just happenstance. These bills uh, were promoted by ALEC, American Legislative Exchange Council, and were passed in many states. And uh, Following that, a company came into existence that sold um, sewer line warranties. Uh, The city was uh, approached about this, uh, took bids on this uh, insurance. It's basically an insurance policy. Uh, And uh, I think there were two um, uh, bids on it. And then the uh, program came into existence, and I I think... uh, we we'll, could follow up with uh, Rob Phillips, just so that I'm getting my facts straight here, that we've had this program in existence for 2013, 14, and 15, and this is a proposal to renew the contract. Uh, as you read through this um, resolution, uh, my concern uh, was that, well, it is that, as an insurance policy, and this is fundamentally insurance policy, even though they have submitted their license to the insurance commissioner as a warranty, but that's, I think, a uh, uh, you know, a dodge. Um, uh, it pays a very, very low rate on the claims that are made Uh, that is that for each dollar that are what's estimated to be 12,000 homeowners that buy this insurance for each dollar they pay in premiums they receive about 12 cents uh, on the dollar Um, very few there are actually very few claims made here, most of the claims. Well, there are a number of big claims that are made. We you know a whole big busted uh, uh, in uh, a pipe or a line, uh, but that's a fairly rare occurrence. And as you could read by read through the resolution, you would see that that tends to be in homes that are uh, very old homes. That's more than uh, 30 or 40 years old. Um, the my druthers would be that we didn't engage in this uh, policy at all Uh, but uh, there seems to be some sentiment for continuing with it Um, as such what this resolution calls for is amending the letter that we send to um, uh, homeowners in which we um Describe this policy and describe the nature of why they may need it um, and actually, since I wrote this um, the other I would like to add another sentence to it, which is that homeowners can buy this policy actually through a amendment to their um, Home policy to the home insurance policy. Many insurers will provide an amendment, um, but uh, that's uh, that's sort of where we're at. The uh, where it says now for now, therefore, be it resolved. Uh, that's the the part that um, doesn't say new um, is the um, existing policy, and there are parts of it that. Um, I would propose to delete as well. The purpose of this, again, is to give as much uh, information and to disclose what we know about this policy and leave it to people to decide. I think just simply saying, well, it's up to them and let them decide whether or not they want to do this is um, really a false choice because... If they don't have the information on what they're actually getting on it, uh, then they're not making an informed decision. Uh, We're putting our logo on this. Uh, We send it on city stationery. We mail it. um, And we have a responsibility to that end because of that. And it's one that we should be attentive to as much as possible.
2: I'm sorry I came up in between. Was there a second? On the substitute, is there a second? Second, Elder M.O. seconds it. Is there questions or? A point of order. Oh. Yeah. Any questions on the substitute? It still says Alder Schmidt. <laughs> Thank you. I've asked
7: to have that changed. I wonder if we could give the, an opportunity for the city engineer to weigh in on this. And uh, just having heard about this from some of the email on the neighborhood lift service, uh, even before I was back on the council, reading people saying, well, is this a good idea? Should we go with this? And other people saying, well, we've looked into it. It's not really worth it. But it's you know it's kind of up to you. But I, I'd like to hear what your take is on that, city engineer. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, so uh, prior to um, prior to Act 32, the city made repairs on behalf of the the property owners, and all and Elder went over that. But I wanna want you to understand what what. Happens, but what happens is occasionally the sewer lateral breaks under a street, and the only way to fix it is to dig up the street, and that's where it gets very expensive. The city would repair those laterals on behalf of the homeowner and assess that cost over a number of years. Uh, to the home to the homeowner, which we're not we're not uh, able to do anymore. You can imagine the uh, the uh, reaction when a homeowner learns that their lateral broke and it's going to cost maybe six thousand or more. To, to fix it. It was a significant burden. It is a crisis every time we receive this call. There is, there is no doubt in my mind about one thing. We have 12,000 people in the city of Madison insured under this policy today. And they wouldn't be insured under any policy if the city of Madison had done nothing if we get a call in regards to a break we would have to say I'm sorry but we can't help you we can't lose track of the reason why we got into this in the first place we wanted to provide our residents an option and we did that and we try to advertise that that option is available to them the all their errands is correct. It was, it was a competitive process. Only two companies responded. We chose one that has worked out very well for our citizens. They are a private company. They do make a profit. I cannot tell you how much profit they make. I don't know. I do know, again, it was done as a competitive process. We are asking for a one-year extension, uh, approximately through uh, a little more through uh, October, uh, I'm sorry, through uh, January 2018, and uh, then we will re-advertise this. And if there's somebody out there that can provide this uh, at a lower cost, uh, that would be great. If homeowners can get this uh, through their own insurance pro- uh, policies that 's great as well, but that wasn't happening that's why that's why we've gotten into this the language before me i I just received this evening, so i I have not had a chance to uh, talk to the uh, the company um, about this language, but I suspect that uh, it could be problematic it's certainly if, if this amendment passes i don't know whether or not they would uh, they would be willing to uh, continue uh, with, with this uh, partnership with the City of Madison. My understanding is if they don't con- uh, continue with the partnership with the City of Madison, that uh, they'll quit marketing it here, but will retain their, their existing customers. Uh, again, we're going to re-advertise this and go out for RFP again. If the Common Council wishes to get out of this uh, partnership or out of any partnership uh, in the future, I certainly understand that, but I am concerned uh, that uh, property owners will not be aware of this option um, and uh, may have a problem. We're getting we're getting one uh, claim per day, or the insurance company rather is getting one claim per day. Approximately, again, twelve thousand people have have signed up. It um, it. We'll cover them against a, a, a lateral break, uh, including restoration of the public right of way, up to $10,000. Um, the more common scenario is that uh, a sewer lateral is plugged due to roots or other uh, intrusions in there, and then they would, uh, that would also be covered under the policy. Sewer backups or damage inside the house because of a backup is not is not covered. Did that answer the question? Yes,
0: thank you.
2: Thank you, sir. Alder Clare?
8: Thank you, Madam Chair. Rob, I apologize if I've asked you this question every year uh, that we've done this, but um, is is there any reason to believe that if if the city did not partner with this company or any company, um, homeowners could still buy this sort of policy on the open market? Is that is that correct, or or has SL a, said that they would not offer it in the market, or maybe they haven't even said.
7: I, I don't recall asking them that question specifically. I suspect that they, they could get the uh, uh, insurance if they approached them, but I, I, I cannot confirm that. But you said
8: they have indicated that they wouldn't necessarily market it here.
7: My understanding is the uh, that they would quit marketing the insurance here, but you could would retain their existing customers.
8: Okay. Thank you. I have some comments, but I'll defer to other questions.
10: Alder Rummel, thank you, Chair. Um, Rob, so do you, at the, I guess this is the Board of Estimates. You said that you'd be willing to take some language to this vendor. Um, does this seem like in the ballpark, or should, do we need to work on it some more, or should we? Asking you lots of questions and one, I'll stop.
7: I am very uncomfortable with writing the letter at this council meeting tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's acceptable to them or not. I think it's it's problematic. I'm not sure it's even good for us as a city um, to uh, write language that discourages people from uh, from taking the, the 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 insurance because again, if they don't take it and they have a problem it's it's a significant problem all the errands is correct Uh, I would regard uh, plastic uh, pipe laterals uh, that are plastic to be less problematic than ones of clay Um, so there there is it is an individual decision and and uh, you know that's that's information we will certainly provide I I I don't know again I'm not comfortable uh, writing the letter tonight
10: one more point just maybe it's to the maker of the motion is that in the the now therefore it be resolved in the second paragraph in the third sentence you said metal lines and I think you really mean clay lines thank you Alder King so um, for the city engineer because I will admit you know my residents were i live in a com- almost completely new district and so we had a lot of questions and it seemed like when they called um trying to figure out whether this is worth it to them they really of course no one really said uh, no you have plastic pipes don't buy it they just sort of laid it out um so my question really is this though right, i got my comment in so i don't have to do it later um is there any damage to you if we refer this so that you have time to write the letter and at least get some of the gist of what Alder Ahrens potentially is getting at?
7: Um, is it, would it be acceptable to refer it to our next council meeting? It, it could be re- referred. Um, again, this is a one uh, an extension through uh, January 2018. Then we do it over again, and then that would be a better time to... To do it differently, uh, in my opinion. Thank you,
1: Alder Fair.
12: Thank you, um, Rob. I just I, I just want some clarification on, on the question from Alder Clear. So, if we did not partner with a, a specific insurance company, um, homeowners would have to go out. Essentially, what I think what you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, is homeowners would have to do their own research to find a, a, a an insurance company that would do this and they may or may not, because a lot of like this this company would be marketing here in this region, and so it'd be difficult i mean what it, i i am still trying to wrap my head around like why why not why couldn't I if it happened in my house, just find an organization or a company that would do this for me you know what I mean or before it happened in my house, obviously, but it'd be too late then, but I mean, if I was worried about this, you know why couldn't I do that on my own if you know what I'm saying.
7: I suspect you could um, Alder fair but uh, the advantage is that we've found a, a company that that's very reputable that is providing a good service uh, to our residents um, my fear is if we we don't have this partnership uh, that other companies that are are less credible okay. might come into uh, play um, it, can I ask another follow-up on that? I
12: don't know if you're done or not. Sorry. Yep, I, um, I had another thought, okay. but I lost it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, would there be any benefit in the future? This is just, I guess, hypothetical, not necessarily for what we would do tonight, but of writing a letter to all our residents, uh, you know, essentially saying, "Hey, this is this is, you know, the city doesn't do this anymore." Reminding of that, and offering, you know, there are these these organ- these companies out there. Not specifically naming any, I guess, because then you're, you know, you're essentially creating a partnership so you couldn't do that. But, like, could we do something like that? Would that be beneficial at all? Or is that not really going to get, do any help to our residents?
7: Well, uh, again, I'm I'm confident that few, if any, of the 12,000 people currently signed up would have any insurance at all had had we not provided this option for them. Um... So we we can get out of the we can get out of the business. Um, I suppose we could get out of the business and and try to educate people uh, as to their uh, their options out there. But I'm just not sure, quite honestly, what those options um, would be. Um, again, I think I think that's something that we should should study in the in the future. But I'm you know i I really think the the message has been lost here, and that's that people didn't have an option and now they and now they do makes sense thank you
2: There's no one in the queue for questions. Is there any for discussion? all their errands
6: yeah, I'd like to uh, some some things are getting sort of lost here um, <clears throat> I mentioned that um sewer line coverage is excluded from most home insurance policies along with um, exploding nuclear reactors, uh, damage from falling satellites, and a few other items. Um, But you can get a rider to your policy probably for any of those things, but most likely uh, insurers provide riders on this event of um, uh, sewer line damage, which very similar to this one that we sell um, or, or promote um, does not um, uh, provide coverage for the backup of sewage, which is a nasty event, um, uh, But and they usually are capped in terms of 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 course what the expenses so to answer to your question Alder Fair would people have some coverage I would certainly discourage them from looking at policies that only sell this particular coverage but rather get it as part of one's overall coverage, and uh, probably get a lower price. I did some investigation of what those riders cost, and they were actually um, not significantly different. Some were lower, but it wasn't like they were $25. Uh, They were more like $50. Let me say this one is $75. I assume that every one of the people who bought this coverage, Because they are into insurance, uh, they want to be insured that they have uh, home insurance. Um, And I think we ought to tell people that this is also available. We don't know what what their home insurance is, but whether you go to uh, American Family or Allstate or State Farm, they all have this rider that, uh, that you can get for some fee. Some people may want to have this separate policy, but we tend to pay more for that because of all the overhead uh, issues. Um, so uh, I think that if if we um, uh, had not offered this policy, and didn't tell people that, hey, you could get your insurance revised or added to, then people would be out in the lurch. Uh, but uh, they need not be in that position um, if people call up their agent. Alder, clear. Thank
8: you, Madam Chair. Um, I'm not going to support the amendment, mostly because I don't think it's actually in order for us to be renegotiating this agreement uh, on the floor. I am sympathetic to some some of Alder Aaron's concerns, and especially... The, the way the letter is positioned to look like the program is being offered by the city rather than the company. And um, should I still be on the council when that um, renewal or a new agreement comes before us in 2018? Uh, um, I want to look at that pretty closely. But I think the program has been valuable in that and and what I always tell constituents when they ask me is I can't make a recommendation to you of whether that's a good thing for you to buy or not but I can tell you what I did which is that the existence of this program made me aware that this is an issue and it made me call my insurance agent and I asked if this was covered under my current policy and he said no and I asked if he would sell me a rider to cover it and he said no we're not in that business and um, that's a You know fairly large company that you would all know the name of Um, but what so what I did instead is had my sewer line which is clay it's one of the last ones I think probably because my house was built in 1974 which is about the time they switched Uh, I had my sewer line televised to check its condition and um, it looked great and so I decided not to purchase the insurance Um, And that's the the story that I tell people who ask me about it, and I say, it's completely up to you, it's not a city program, and only you can decide if it's right for you or not. So I think that that we should at least extend the program. I think that uh, I trust our residents to um, be smart and make a decision that's right for them, um, and decide whether this program is the right fit uh, or not, and that we should continue the partnership. Thank you.
2: There is no one else in the queue. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, that brings us to the vote on the amendment to item 29. All those in favor say aye. Opposed? No. No's have it. That brings us to the main motion on 29. All those in favor of supporting 29 say out. Is there any discussion? Alder Carter. Sorry about that.
10: Abstaining to the other
2: motion. I was abstaining to the first one. Thank you. Further discussion? Seeing none. Brings us to um, a vote on 29. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Aye. Thank you. Ayes have it. I believe that brings us to introductions from the floor. Alder Balday.
12: File number four one eight zero three uh, to establish a sister city relationship between the City of Madison, Wisconsin, United States, and the City of Kanifing, uh, Gambia, West Africa, uh, and also uh, refer this to the Sister City Collaboration Committee and also the Common Council for the May seventeen meeting.
2: Thank you, sir. Second. Any discussion? Alder did you want to discuss this? No. <laughs> all those in favor, say aye. aye. Opposed? Thank you. Um, Alder Revere.
7: Thank you. I move to introduce a resolution referred to the Board of Estimates, authorizing the mayor and city clerk to execute a purchase of service contract with Mickey's Linen. Is there
2: a second. Second. Okay. Discussion. Seeing none. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you. Alder Cheeks?
12: I'd like to uh, move the introduction of legislative file number 42194
0: and uh, refer to the Board of Estimates.
2: Thank you. All those in favor say aye. Aye.
0: aye.
2: Opposed? Thank you. Alder Cheeks?
0: Uh, move introduction of legislative file number 42296 uh, with recommendation to refer to the Board of Estimates.
2: A second. All those in favor say aye. Aye.
0: aye.
2: You opposed? Alder Sellers. I'd like to move introduction of legislative file number 42316 amending several sections um, of the
3: Madison General Ordinance and creating section 12.1421E of the Madison General Ordinances to increase the rates for metered parking and residential parking and uh, recommend referral to the Transit and Parking Commission and Board of Estimates. Thank you. Is there a second?
2: All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. Thank you very much. I believe that concludes our agenda. Alder King.
7: Move adjournment. Is there a
2: second? (laughs) Thank you. All those in favor, say aye. Aye.
3: Opposed? We're adjourned.